0: Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Café Chocolat in downtown D.C. I had no experience when I started four years ago, and if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode number 22 of Restreta Time, Starting and Running Your Own Coffee Shop. Uh, Before we start, um, just again, one request. If you're listening to the show, um, if you're listening to the episode and you like what you hear, or if you have any comments, uh, please let me know. Best way to do it is whatever app you use, just go to their rating section and either rate the show or just uh, drop me a note um, in there. If there's anything I can fix, if there's any topic that you'd want me to cover, let me know. Again, I'm also accessible via email and and thanks to everybody who actually um emails me because i because i enjoy getting those emails um i can be reached at dolani at gmail.com so d as in david o l l a n as in nora i at gmail.com um so yeah any question you have any anything you know i can be of assistance of just let me know um and um if I know the answer, I'll help you out. If I don't, we'll um, find it together. Um, and today's episode, I think is actually very interesting. Um, I share a little bit of a you know, um, <laughs> uh, some of the trials and tribulations that um, I went through with uh, some of the POSs. But um, I think overall, um, you might find it um, interesting, especially if you're going through that trouble of what, I, what type of POS do I use of my system and should I take cash or not take cash? And what's the what are some of the things that you're going to run into? So without further ado, um, let's go forward with the show. So today... I wanted to talk about your POS, your cash register, and some of the things that you're gonna run into. Um, And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, everybody does a lot of research on this stuff, so nobody really cares, you know, what's the difference between uh, shopkeep versus, you know, square or anything else. But, so I decided what I'm going to focus on today is some of the things that you actually run into after you've already picked your POS. Um, And this could be, you know, different things uh, that you run into, um, you know, with your employees. And also, I I think uh, one of the biggest thing is uh, scammers. If you use cash in your shop, you're going to run into scammers. There's going to be people that are going to try to scam you. But even if you're out shopping for a POS, keep an eye out. Um, There's... A lot of different businesses that are absolutely legal. There's, there's really nothing wrong with um, how they're running their businesses, but it's everything wrong because they're got you kind of businesses. And, uh, and you will feel like you've been scammed, even though legally, you know, there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, so um, I can tell you at the shop, I use shopkeep. Uh, again, the data is going to be a little old, right? Uh, I did my research at least five years ago, so if you're at that point when you're trying to figure out what POS to use, uh, do your own research now. I looked into, at the time, I looked into Square, because it was the 800 pound gorilla in in the room, and uh, Shopkeep was a a new kind of up and coming startup at the time, Um, and there are also different ones like Clover System, where you actually buy the whole system um, that comes with a cash register and everything else, so, you know, you have to kind of do your research. I went with shopkeep. Uh, the reason why I went with shopkeep is because I did not like squares closed system. Shopkeep, uh, made it possible for me to use another processor, a credit card processor that was cheaper than, uh, 2.79%, whatever their, um, uh, percentages that, that, um, that Square takes. So if you say, uh, wanted to use first data or you wanted to use somebody else that only charges like 1% per transaction, you know, depending on the volume of transactions, maybe it's worth it. Um, one thing I realized that, uh, that at the end of the day, the difference, unless you are you have a really, really busy shop, uh, but if you just have like an average shop with like average revenue of like somewhere between 300, $400,000 a year, then it really does not matter. Uh, The difference for me between um, Shopkeep and Square, I think came down to no more than $1,500 a year or something like that, right? And and if that's what it takes for you to be profitable or not, you should look into your business model because then you're gonna run into issues. Right, so the problem is bigger than the POS. The problem is the business itself and how you've structured it. So, um, I went with ShopKeep, and then uh, about I kept it for about two years, and then I changed to something else. Um, and I was lured into the possibility of actually being able to pass the uh, credit card transaction fee to the customer right so you're not given a a price increase you're not increasing your price you're just taking more you're taking four percent more of that um price and making it part of your revenue right so uh, there are companies out there that do this one of them is slice um that's the one i went with um do your research look it up um because you know they're very very tricky to work with um, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend doing what I did, uh, just because it, it's just not worth it. Um, you know, and I felt like it created much more conflicts between me and my staff. Uh, and also kind of like most customers didn't really care, but some of them were like, wait, I don't get this. What, um, I what's this other fee over here? You know, because it's like, you have to actually charge like some surcharge fee, um, and so basically what that is is you kind of recuperating the 3% on their on their credit card. You're giving them the option uh to pay cash, uh but that also opens up to the possibility of being, you know, stealing and uh scammers and things like that. Anyway, one thing if you decide to go this way, one thing that I would recommend is keep an eye on the contract. The way these companies work is you're talking to let's say slice but it's not kind of clear to you um that they're actually working with three four different partners right in this all together so you're thinking you're signing a contract with slice and everything else is coming from them you're actually signing individualized contracts with all of their suppliers right and all of them have different timelines so if slice is two years the lease on the equipment is actually four years, and that's from a different company, right? So even after two years, you're like, okay, well, I don't wanna do this anymore. I actually wanna go back to you know, Square because I, I loved working with Square. It was simple or whatnot. Um, you really can't because you're on the hook for two more years with your uh, lease company for the equipment and and these are gotcha businesses you know they they don't care they don't care if your business caught fire or whatever it is or you're shutting down they're like i'm sorry you owe two more years on your uh, equipment lease either you pay it all in full right now or you continue making monthly payments and uh, and it does not make sense i mean i made that mistake so i'm telling you right now uh, try not to do it i would say stick with 1 POS and do not change in the middle it's not worth it unless your incre- your business will increase by 200% it's not worth it you know the 1% 2% even 3% change in, in you know revenue it's it's really not worth it stick with your um square stick with your shopkeep stick with your revel whatever your system is that you like Uh, but don't change in the middle and make sure you really see the contract because you think you're signing just one sheet and it's only one thing in there, but there's different sections and each one of those different sections, different companies with different timelines um, that you're on the hook for, and you don't want to go through that headache. Um, So, um, you know, So that's, that's one thing. Now, if you decide your business will, I mean, depending on where you are, that you need to actually use cash. Um, that's fine. One of the things that you got to keep in mind is that, um, not to say that employees will always try to steal, but you know, listen, when you're working with cash, for some people, it's very easy to kind of say, you know, I'm going to take this money uh, for the transaction of the transaction. I'll put it in my pocket. So Here's one thing that's very very common, right? Let's say um, you have a drink uh, or something that, with tax and everything, it's like five ninety five, right, or five ninety one. What? what some of your uh people on the cash register will do like if they're they're trying to pocket some of that money they'll take always 5 cents and you be vigilant about this so you'll see if you see like a 5 cents or a penny just kind of sitting on top of the register right your register is closed and there's a penny or a 5 cents there you you should always ask people like why is that penny over there why is that 5 cents over there because what happens is let's say there's a there's a a, a drink right there's a drink that's Four ninety-five with tax, right? So, what the 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 retail person will do is they'll put a uh, uh, they'll have a, a nickel that's just the, that's always ready, always sitting on top of the counter. And I come in, I'm the customer. I I they show me the register, and the register says four ninety-five. I hand them a five dollar bill. Okay, that the 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 retail person the sales clerk what they'll do is they'll hit the button to open the cash register as if they're actually charging it but instead of actually going in there and taking taking the nickel they'll take the five dollars from the customer and they'll give them the nickel that's sitting on top and the five dollars goes directly into the pocket and not in the cash register and then they'll close it there that transaction basically never happened right the register might be short five cents if they've taken it from the register or if they've already had it in their pocket and they knew this was gonna happen, they they, they uh, kept it there, so you will never find out that actually you just lost a $5 transaction because your retail person put that money in your pocket. Now, listen, that's not to say that people are always stealing. You know, it's, it's, it's not the case um, at all. You know, most of, I mean, I would say probably everybody that I worked with was super nice. Uh, but whenever you're working with cash, that's always there, right? That that threat of somebody kind of, you know, scheming the register is always going to be there. So if you see a nickel, if you see a penny, if you see just something odd that's sitting on top of the register, take it, put it in the register, or just, and if you see if it's always like the same person that's always kind of got that habit, I don't know, I'd question it, right? I'd keep an eye on it. Um, and i also tell my managers to keep an eye on it because so-and-so always does this. Like I always see a, a, a coin on top of the register when that person is working. So that's one thing. Um, another one is scammers. They will come into your shop and you think you're going to catch them. But let me break it down for you you'll only run into a scammer, I don't know, maybe once every three weeks, depending on where you are, you know, um, or maybe once in every six months or maybe once a year, right? So, but these guys, they do this every day, 20 to 30 times a day, right? So, they've had a chance to refine their technique so much that when they come to you, it's like stealing carrots from a baby, okay? So, if you think you're going to catch them, good luck. Now, there are some ways you know, to be vigilant about it. So for example, one thing that happens all the time is uh, uh, because it's easy from, from a scam perspective, is the quick change scam. The quick change scam is basically somebody comes in and says, hey, can you make me, can you give me some quarters for parking and they'll give you a dollar bill and they're asking for four quarters right so the first the first thing you want to do is you never make change you tell your cust- your your employees that you never make change for anybody just say sorry I can't make any change my boss doesn't allow me I'll get fired whatever it is they need to say uh, to kind of get out of it you know have them say it. the best thing to do is not to make change but if you do and if your retail person does as sometimes it happens even if you kind of Put a rule down, you're not really going to fire somebody because they may change, you know? But um, if, if they do, just make sure that they're vigilant about this. So let's go back. Um, that person come in, the scammer comes in, hands you a dollar bill, says, can I get four quarters to make sure that, um, can I get four quarters to, to make some change for, for my parking, right? And you open the register, you pick up your four quarters, and as you're about to hand it to them, they say, you know What? Um, actually, no. So they take the dollar bill and they throw a 20 in front of you and say, actually, can you make a change for 20? Can you break this 20? And at that point, you're like, hmm, okay, you know, you put the quarters down and then as, they're, as you're kind of counting the money, um, then they'll take that 20 back and be like, you know what? Actually, no, I don't want to break this 20 because I need it for a birthday, blah, blah, blah. Here, actually, can you make me a change for 10? And you're like, okay, you know, and and this could go on for, for a while. And then what happens is that person can actually, you know, in the middle of the transaction can go, can take the 20, take the change for the 20. But in the meantime, as you're kind of, as that is happening, right, they can distract you by saying, you know what, actually, I don't want to change this 20. I just want to go back to, here's the dollar, man, just give me four quarters and, and we get out of here, right? So you're like, oh, okay, fine, man. You know, you take the dollar, you give them the quarter. And in the meantime, you've completely forgot that they actually had given you a $20 bill. And taken their twenty dollars bill back and also take you took your change for twenty dollars right so now they just walked out with twenty dollars that you didn't realize um, they had I've heard so many different stories about this and I've heard people walking out with like 35 bucks 50 bucks uh, that they've been scammed out of on this like literally here's the dollar can you can you change it with a quarter? It's it's nuts. Uh, They it's so they they'll distract you so much. And usually, one of the things is they'll usually come. uh, They'll usually come during busy holiday seasons or busy, uh, busy seasons, busy times of the year. One, that's when you see them, you'll always or generally you'll see them by the end of the shift by the end of by the end of the day because everybody's tired, everybody's trying to get away. You know, there's not a lot of people at the shop, you know, so there's there's no way to make a big scene, right? They got all the time in the world. There's nobody waiting behind them, you know, so they they have all the time to kind of go, "Well, I don't want this, I want that." And you're distracted. You want to get them out of the store so that you can start closing and you can do whatever you need to do so you can get out on time, right? So that's That's um, one thing to also pay attention to. So uh, one thing, one way to make sure this uh, quick change scam doesn't happen is you don't let people do that, right? So like if somebody comes in and says, hey, I'll give you a dollar, give me four quarters. The moment they say, hey, I changed my mind. Can you actually break this five? You say, nope, done. Nope, I'm out. You know, we're not going to do this. Most of the time, you know, like the chances that they'll be like an honest person is like one in 20, right? Take those chances. You're like, you know what? No. Uh, treat everybody like a scammer because you'll be better off for it. Because most of the time, they're going to be scammers. And the moment you tell them, nope, sorry, that's not going to happen, they realize they'll take their money and they'll walk away because they know they got caught, right? Um Or just say, absolutely, I can only give you four quarters for your dollar, so put your dollar down here, and here's your four quarters, and get out, you know? That's it. I won't make any change for anything else. Um, So, and it's happened to me a couple of times, the moment they went in for the second round of, hey, I don't like this dollar, can you get this 20 for me? I'm like, nope, out, get out of the store. And they'll literally, not a peep, they'll pick up their stuff, they'll leave because they know they got caught. Okay, so that's one thing. Another one, which, um, you know, and I honestly don't know how you can escape this one, but um, um, it took us literally two days. Well, we, we realized at the end of that day when we are doing the numbers that we got scammed out of $100, um, but it took us two days to figure out how we got scammed um and we were looking at the videos and both me and the person at the register at the time and we just could not believe that that we got scammed first of all we couldn't even see it and then when we kind of realized what had happened we just could not believe that we got taken um and this was pretty interesting so this was um uh, probably about 20 minutes before closing um, the shop for the day. I was at the end of the register, I was washing some dishes, and I had uh, my barista kind of man in the bar and man in the store. Um, a guy walks in, mid 50s, I wanna say maybe late 50s. The moment he comes in, very loudly, very confidently, just says to my, front, my, my retail guys, like, can you believe it? De La Hoya agreed to fight Mayweather for a billion dollars. Both of us, like, like we stop. We're like, what? That's insane! A billion dollars? That's a lot of money. That's insane. That's absolutely not true. I don't know. I'm gonna check ESPN, but there's no way in hell De La Hoya is gonna come out of retirement to fight Mayweather. But I guess he would do it for a billion dollars, right? But who would pay a billion dollars? They won't even make that much money on tickets. So we're we're talking about this, right? Like we're throwing all these arguments about why he's wrong. He's like. He's moving like he's a boxer and he's talking, he's passionate about what he's doing and we're kind of having a good time, you know, with this guy. And while he's talking about boxing and how De La Hoya might fight Mayweather and I'm thinking, you know, we're all joking with him like, hey, punch me in the face for a million dollars. I'll do it right now. Um, Anyway, so literally gained our confidence and, and then starts looking over at the retail section, picks up like a jar of almonds covered, chocolate covered almonds and, you know, says, oh, you know, is there almonds in this? We're like, yeah, you know, because at that point, like, you know, we, we kind of liked him and we wanted to make sure that he had a great experience, you know, while he's there. Um, takes that, is like, oh, that'll make a great gift. You know, buys a couple of more, takes a couple of more chocolates. All in all, I think it was maybe like $16. Puts them in the register, pulls out a $100 bill and says, you know, I just want to buy these you know, things that were $16. So the change was 84 bucks. So my my um, my guy basically opens the register, as the register is open, you know, he does the, the count, $84, hands it to him. and And now we saw this later on, after we kept playing the video over and over and over, just trying to see where the scam was. Now, when he takes the change, he puts it really close to his body, puts his hand really fast, his other hand in the pocket, picks out like maybe two or three other dollars, puts them on top of the pile of change, hands it back to my guy and says, you've given me too much, right? And now my guy had already taken the $100 bill, puts had put it in the cash register, and while he's handing out the money to... The 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 change that was a lot, right? He's trying to hand out the money. He's like, "Here you go. Here's your change. Give me back my hundred dollar bill." So he takes the hundred dollar bill, puts it in his pocket. At this point, he's not giving us anything, right? Um, he's taking the hundred dollar bill back, and as my guy is trying to change it or, or he's trying to count. And had not realized that had forgotten at that point because the guy kept talking and talking to him and kept distracting him. Had forgotten that he had gotten the he had given him the hundred dollar back. The guy goes, "Oh yeah, it was only two or three dollars more actually." Let me and then reaches out, grabs the change from my uh, barista, and throws him the two dollars and says, "You know what? Keep it as a tip, right?" And and then at that point, what we noticed that he takes this, takes the change, so he's got the hundred dollar bill is in the scammer's pocket. Now he's already taken the change, put it in his pocket. And as my guy is like trying to write to every time I noticed my guy would look at the register trying to arrange stuff in there. He would pull out a dollar bill and just flash it in front of his eyes and say, Oh, here's another tip for you. And then and then he would take it again and here's another tip for you. So he gave my guy like two or three dollars in tips, but every time every time he was looking down at the register. And then kept talking about De La Hoya, kept talking about boxing walks out, totally whatever. We didn't realize we got scammed, and we continue talking about how insane it is that De La Hoya will fight Mayweather for a billion dollars. And then I, at the end of the day, I count my numbers and I'm like, we're literally 90 something dollars short. And I'm like, wait, that's nuts. That's, that's so close to a hundred. You know, so I'm looking at a hundred dollar transactions and I'm looking at the bills and I see I'm missing a hundred dollar bill. So I call my guy and I'm like, listen, man, you know, like, do you know what happened? Because I'm checking everywhere. He's like, nope, everything is there, you know, and he obviously felt like, uh, like I was accusing him and it makes sense. It's $10, it's a lot of money, right? So, and we kept looking at it and we realized that it could have happened only in transaction A, B, C, or D, you know, which people came in and paid with hundred dollars. Um, and then we looked at the video and we realized that I am telling you between the two of us, We kept looking at that video and we could not realize how smooth it was that my guy was, you know, who had been doing this for at least five years in the cash register, who thought that would never happen to him, could not believe that he was scammed. Um, And it was so smooth and he still could not understand how it happened, how fast it happened. Even after looking at the video, you still kind of go, no, that's nuts. you know how did that happen? So keep an eye out again, one way to get rid of all of this stuff is um, just not using cash at all. okay, and I think um, I think I mentioned earlier, um, you know, cash is only for paying debts. It says so on the bill. so as long as you haven't handed um, your Customer anything without them paying you, it's not a debt, right? So make sure they pay you and then you can hand them the product. Um, so that way you can charge them and it, you know, you can charge them using a, a credit card and they don't have to um, use cash. So, uh, two things um, one, just to kind of go back to what we we're talking about, stick with one register system one POS everybody uses Square. I'm sure it's fantastic. And if most people use Square, there's you know, don't try to be the smartest one. I did and it kind of came came to bite me in the butt. Um and and I'm you know, I kept having to deal with it for a long time and it wasn't even worth it. Um so stick with what you got. Don't change it. Work with most of these teams are really, really helpful. Uh whether it's shopkeep, whether it's uh um, you know, Revel or, or any of these other ones, and they, they really value input, and you know, at least for my interactions when I was a customer to them, right? So work with them. Uh, two, if you absolutely need to use cash, well, two, actually don't use cash, but three, if you absolutely need to use cash, be vigilant, vigilant that, you know, uh, keep, keep, uh, the numbers, uh, make sure people are actually making the right change, make sure, you know, you have people that you trust working with uh, cash, because, you know, there, there's something about being able to see all of that money there, and you're like, hmm, you, know, you know, there's people who will be lured into, eh, I'll take a dollar, nobody will notice, right? But they take a dollar every day, then it becomes 30 bucks at the end of the month, and then it becomes, you know, it becomes 300 bucks at the end of the year, right? So, so keep an eye on that. Um, and then finally, keep an eye on scammers, you know uh, don't make any changes and um, and just be vigilant about everything. Um, and And sometimes stuff will happen. you know you will get a bad 20, you'll get a bad hundred dollar bill. My policy at the store was to not take anything above twenty dollars, right? So you limit. The, the the bad bills at twenty, um, and and make it a point so my my uh, team would never take hundred dollar bills unless it was somebody like that they knew that was a friend of mine or whatever that would come in and pay you know for a big order for with like a hundred dollar bill, um, but you'll get bad twenties I mean you'll get some of these things and you know it is what it is it over a three year period um, that you know, three year and a half, basically, that we had the store. I had only one bad 20 and um, uh, no hundreds, but that's it. So it's not really a lot. But scammers, you do. There's people trying to come and do quick change all the time. I mean, we would probably get hit once every two three months uh, by, by a scammer. Just be vigilant about it and don't let them uh, take you for a ride. All right, we've come to the end of uh, this episode, episode number 22. Um, If there's one thing that I want you to take away from this is don't get cocky like I did. Uh, Don't think that you know better than everybody else who's gone through this like you do and who's done their research. Um, So if something's working, don't fix it. Don't try to fix it. If somebody comes and promises you two, three more percent, it's not worth it unless it's 100% growth. Two three percent—it's not even worth the hassle, right? So, so um, don't be like me. Be smart. <laughs> and uh, with that note, have a good rest of uh, the week, and I'll see you again on the next episode.